0: And gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now, here are our topics. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. I am joined here today by our friend Lloyd. How are you doing today, Lloyd?
1: I am doing wonderful. I am happy to be here. It's a good day. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. I wanted to bring you on the podcast today because you were telling me before that you were interested in starting your own podcast about politics, is that right?
1: That is correct. I, I uh honestly <laughs> you are sort of the uh um you know the pillar of my uh my thought here. You, I see you do podcasts, I sort of pull inspiration from you, and I thought, you know what, maybe I can do something in that avenue as well, you know, you, you know what you're talking about, and I think that the world needs more minds like that.
0: Hey, man, I really appreciate it. You know, it's one of those things where I feel like it definitely is a process that's always better when you have great guests on, so I'm glad that you could come on today. I mean, what is the thing that interests you the most about politics like why do you want to start a podcast about that subject
1: i think the subject of politics is misleading because i think it should be about life right like politics are life in most cases you know most things that you uh, vote on are issues that affect you in every way you know speed down to speeding uh, abortion name name a, a subject it is something that is a fundamental part of most people's lives and i think that sort of gets lost in the in the sauce here like we 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 think of politics nowadays as let's avoid it let's try to be civil well the reality is like maybe Maybe we want to be more uh, co- confrontational about these things. Maybe we want to bring them more to the spotlight. Maybe we want to talk about them because they are issues that affect people. Like I said, gay marriage was illegal until 2015, I believe. Or don't don't quote me on that, but it was you know, 2013.
0: So the, but 2013,
1: close. yeah, pretty close, yeah. right? So I think like that's an issue. Like if you're a a, a gay man in America, that's a big issue. Or a woman, or whoever, that's a big issue for you. And. I'm sure in 2012, when before it was illegal, people would still say the same thing. Politics should be quiet. Well, you know that didn't work. So we have to be loud about these some of some of these things to get them, you know, more of a, a I don't know, maybe more understanding, and maybe we can maybe we can, we can pass this barrier where we are afraid to talk about politics because we assume that there's some foreign, uh, off in a distance thing when we should be focusing on them because they are in our face now. You know what I mean?
0: No, I know exactly what you mean. There is so many things going on in the world right now, you know, with coronavirus, with, you know, like anti max protests, with Black Lives Matter protests, with people talking about their rights being taken away, with people trying to figure out how they're going to make rent the next, like, week. I mean, there's so many issues going on right now. If you had to say, like, what is, like, one of the issues that – let's just say, what is, like, the issue that you think is, like, the most, like – controversial at the moment
1: the most controversial i think without question is coronavirus right i think uh the response to it maybe this is an american thing in most countries they don't have this opinion likely but in america people don't even believe it exists right people think it's a conspiracy people think that you know maybe it's because we have these freedoms we, we we've been such a free nation we don't have to wear masks most countries Force masks, and their citizens say yeah, that's acceptable you know in America yeah. you say wear a mask, people say my freedom right like and i and I get that that's a that's an understandable thing when you have freedom freedom's great i don't think anyone would argue that freedom is not is an absolutely awesome thing, but I think coronavirus being you know is really the most controversial thing ever you know in my lifetime probably honestly i don't i don't know if anything else that has been shut down work you know um, yeah. has it's it's been so reaching, so I think I think without question, coronavirus is easily the most controversial thing, and I don't, so, know, I don't know why we should be shutting it down. But eh,
0: okay, so Lloyd, tell the people at home who are listening to who don't know who you are, like where where do you live at in the country? Because I like to always like have people have some kind of perspective about like where people are at in the country when they come on as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I am I'm in a pretty red state. I would say maybe I'm wrong, but I live in Montana. I'm in the good old Big North right here. We I live in Great Falls, Montana. Great Falls okay. being one of the larger cities in Montana, and it's a pretty red place, right? We have I think our industry is driven largely by military. Uh, uh, we have oil and, and gas production, you know, a, a refinery and a hospital. I mean, there's not a lot else here, and so you, you run into a lot of conservative types right military military support here is high your support for the gas, oil and gas industry is high uh we're, we're pretty much trump country in this in this state we've voted you know trump we voted republican the majority of our elections the vast majority of our elections so you know uh that that's kind of where i hail from and it's it is kind of nice being uh i would say i'm more of a libertarian being more of a libertarian inside of a red state because i really do get to uh you know, I guess go against the grain. I get to hear a lot of opinions. People really tell you how they feel when you disagree with them, right? Right. So, it's kind of nice.
0: Okay. And, you know, being a conservative – well, being living in a conservative place, you know, like, like Great Falls, Montana, what has the reaction to coronavirus been like in a place like Great Falls, Montana?
1: You know, Great Falls, Montana, honestly, I would say we're one of the luckiest places in the world, right? We've had so – Montana in general, right? We've had so little coronavirus cases because – if you want to know, we're the fourth largest state land-wise, but I believe we're third or second for population. We're just so spread out, it's, it's harder to contract the coronavirus here. So even if people are out there being stupid, you're just less likely to get it here. And we've seen that in the numbers, right? We've been pretty lucky. And so people are pretty lackadaisical here. Um, you do have a lot of people that, you know, when they go into stores, they do wear their masks. I, we've seen it more and more since our governor, C. Bullock, has instituted a, uh, a mandate to wear masks But Still You know I, The coronavirus right here Is so low that It really hasn't been mo- Most of our reaction Is from like Global Right or, 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 or national We see the response In New York And Florida And wherever California now Right That's kind of where We get our uh, we, 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 we look at Because we don't really have A, a, a strong Coronavirus um, Outbreak here It's just not a, Not a thing we really deal with So
0: Now now, so I, I also live in Montana, for the for the viewers, for the listeners listening, wherever you're at uh, around the country. Uh, I live in Missoula, Montana, though, so it's a very um, different situation over here. It's kind of like the the blue star in the red state. Missoula is a very liberal place, so there's um, pretty big mask supports over here in Missoula. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm just wondering what it would be like being over in Great Falls. Do people like think of it more of it as like, being like a hoax over there? Do people take it like seriously? Are they just doing what they're told? Like what, what's the general vibe when you talk to like, you know, people at your job or around the town or what?
1: I think the general vibe is that the coronavirus is real. It's dangerous and I mean, it's a virus that can kill you and it targets, it, it's especially dangerous to the vulnerable. And I think that people under, sort of understand their civic duty to wear a mask or at least social distance Again, the good news is in a state with so little people, even in a city like Great Falls, the third largest, uh, I believe, yeah, currently. Third largest, yes. Yeah, we have sixty thousand, fifty-five thousand people. We we are already social distance. Like it's just not something we didn't do already, you know. So, um, like I said, we've been super lucky, and and that spills to everything, you know. As a state, we we have a low. You know, out of the state, we have this place like Billings, but uh, we've had low police violence. That's something we've kind of missed on the National Radar. Coronavirus, the the environment, like uh, we – our air is clean because because the, the Rocky Mountains and the wind and stuff, and we have fires here and there. But, you know, uh, healthcare, we've pretty much dodged every national headline there is, mostly. And I think that we're pretty lucky, and coronavirus is really no exception, where – it's it's hard to give you like a real uh, put the finger on the pulse because it's just such a you know it's a minuscule issue really like we, we most issues are minuscule here and you know we just don't really uh, it's not something you talk to your people you see at Walmart
0: about right that's 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 fair I mean so you want to start a podcast stuff about politics so if you when you do start this podcast. What exactly are the topics that you want to dive into? Like, when, you know, once you're the, the host of the show, you're the creator, you get to develop everything, like, what kind of flavor can people expect from you?
1: Well, I would poach your style almost completely, right? I think politics, I think, again, politics to me is life. It's not just a, a thing. It's the overarching theme of everything. I think everything can be well down to politics, whether it be sports, sports is still politics, you know, you could do transgender and af- athletes. That's something that's political, uh, steroid usage, drug usage. That's political. That could be a part of sports. You name a topic, it can be political. So I would say politics, but to be more, to be more specific, I think that, uh, the divisive politics are, are sort of what I would target things like, uh, third party. I, I I'm more of a libertarian myself. I think that uh, third party opinions is something we could target or, issues like abortion issues like gun rights issues like the environment it's, a, it's an issue we've been forgetting about since this coronavirus thing has happened uh we've sort of put the environment on the back burner right those sort of things things that are that are truly divisive and sometimes i don't know why they're divisive because the environment affects all of us why would right. you not care about pollution i just don't understand what that is. so i would want to bring issues like that to the forefront. And I would sort of focus on that, you know. I'll use I'll use abortion as the best example, right? I I am pretty pro-choice. Uh, if anyone knows, I don't want to get any backlash here. I think that a woman should be allowed to have an abortion, and I think that because I don't want the government to regulate a woman's body, because I don't want a government to regulate my body, right? And that's a pretty divisive thing, you know. Okay. I want the government to have less power on other people because I want them to have less power on myself. And so I think we can cover things like that and those kind of opinions as a little sample. I think that's going to be sort of the focus of my podcast. If I if I do get to the level you're at obviously.
0: Okay. Well, I I would love to know like do you have pretty strong opinions about the about the presidential race that's happening this year between Joe Biden and Donald Trump?
1: I I do. Uh I do. Uh like I said as a libertarian, you think usually people kind of equate libertarian to You know closet republican or closet conservative and uh that's not true that's just not true right i I, I think
0: that i think uh, that yeah go ahead go ahead oh let's let's go ahead and save that we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break but we'll be right back and i'm gonna pick some more of your thoughts about about the presidential race hey indie thought listeners has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from break, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. I am still joined here with Lloyd. And before the break, we were talking about the presidential election between old man number one versus old man number two. And Lloyd, <laughs> I, have, I have semi-touched on my feelings about Joe Biden and Donald Trump on this podcast so far. I've mostly kept it pretty quick and constrained, but... Uh, there is plenty to be said, but today you're my guest. So I'm going to let you have the floor first. Tell me just your overall feelings about the election, your feelings <laughs> on Joe Biden, your feelings on Donald Trump, them facing each other. Like, tell me, how, how do you feel about this whole thing?
1: I, I, I do. I, I want to say I think it's a travesty that. You know, in a country of 360 million people or so, however many people we have here that our two choices end up being two 70 plus year old senile, you know, possible sexual predator men. Right? This is this is what happens. Uh, is, this, is this a really a, a free country? I don't know if that's like a thing. Like, so I would say, you know, if, if you're a reasonable person. No one would, no one would have picked these two to be the candidates in any reasonable world. And I think that you should take that into the election. Know that, like, you don't have to just vote for two people. There are other options. Your your vote is never wasted. If someone, if you vote for a third party, a Green Party, Libertarian, understand that that's a vote for a Libertarian. It's not a vote for Donald Trump. It's if you vote for someone else, you're not voting for Joe, uh, uh, Joe Biden. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking that. But uh, but I would say that though, you know, in a year like 2020. After we've seen the response to the coronavirus, we've seen what can happen when you have, I would say, a fairly incompetent leader. You know, during a, a good good times, they make weak men. I think that's sort of what we see here. I'm I'm not voting for Joe Biden, but I don't see how you pick Donald Trump over Joe Biden in, in this situation because you have a we have a businessman who's pretty clearly shown that that's all he does is run a business that's not that doesn't help you in coronavirus it doesn't help the environment it doesn't help transgender rights it doesn't help uh, health care there's a plethora of things that a businessman is not equipped to handle and i think we're seeing that now so uh, again i'm i'm in no by no means endorsing joe biden but you see the place we're in now this is because we've elected an incompetent leader in donald trump and i think that uh if you do go to the polls, just remember that, you know, remember that, yeah, this, this is what happens when you elect a reality TV star as a president. So,
0: you know, a lot of people will say, and I, I've heard the defenders come out, they'll say that Trump was doing great things for the country. The economy was great, blah, 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 blah. And then coronavirus hit and no one in the world could have predicted this and he's handling it the best that he can. Like, what, what do you say to that criticism?
1: I think it's uh, completely fictional. I think that no one could have seen it coming. That's false. And there's a video, popular video of Obama saying we need to put, you know, infrastructure in place to handle these sort of, you know, Spanish flu type uh, epidemics or pandemics, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's that's false. A, a, a leader who has a mindset of a leader who actually understands there's more than one issue than just business. Money isn't the isn't the only thing on the plate, right? He could have handled this. I think anyone with a political mindset, I think even Mike Pence could have handled this. Like, right, like have the vice president won the election? Not going to happen. It's fictional. But you know that he would have had a better response because he understands he's an actual political mind. He has a leadership mentality. Even though I disagree with him on pretty much everything, where like just there's anyone else for the job, right? That that, that that criticism is fictional. Every other country in the world has handled it better. Even China. I know China is not the shining example of human rights, and we probably shouldn't take their reporting all that seriously, since they are essentially one of the last communist nations, and their leader is pretty, you know, they're pretty vice vice down there. But uh, they have reduced their, uh, you know, infection rates. Other countries have begun doing sporting events again. We have we 100% could have handled it better. There's no reason we had we had the opposite bell curve where it, the cases spiked. We just didn't. We didn't do a good job. Maybe it's because we are the freest country in the world, and people are free to make bad decisions. And I love that, but maybe that's the reason why. But I think, like, yeah, any any other leader, insert any leader in the world, pretty much, aside from some third world countries or you know close to, would have handled this 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 uh pandemic better than uh, the current
0: administration. Okay. Yeah i I have a hard time with this one because I'm under the belief that anyone would have looked bad trying to handle this. But I feel like for me, you know, like I was, you know, if you listen to my previous episode that I have talking about Joe Biden, I had said at the end of that episode that I wasn't convinced that I was going to vote for Joe Biden because I thought he was a clown. And I I changed my opinion about like a, about a few days after I released that episode. It had literally nothing to do with Joe Biden. It had everything to do with Donald Trump and just seeing his continual reaction to what's been going on with coronavirus, what's been going on with these protests, how he's been fueling fires of people's like, just like skepticism and promoting conspiracy theories. And, you know, I feel like I was watching the primaries go on, Lloyd. All right. And I saw Bernie Sanders get trounced by Joe Biden. And one of the theories that came up was maybe Bernie's support wasn't as strong as people thought it was last time. Maybe he was getting a lot of anti-Hillary support. And I can't help but feel like maybe that same thing was also true for Donald Trump. That maybe Trump didn't have as big of a following as he thought that he did. Maybe he was getting a lot of anti-Hillary support. And I am under the belief now where like, I don't want to just sit back and just wonder that so much. Because last time I didn't vote, for Hillary, because I was just like, oh, I don't need to vote for her. She's going to win anyway. This time I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, not because I like Joe Biden, because I am just done with Donald Trump. And I just want to see him go away permanently. I don't want to see him back on the political stage again. Like I, He needs to be out as president. He has absolutely just embarrassed our country as far as like a president is concerned. And I feel like at every chance where he had the chance to be an adult, he chose to be a child. And I just can't sit back and watch it anymore. I really can't. I just can't do it. And I don't even like Joe Biden. I really don't. The second that Joe Biden gets into the White House, if he gets in the White House, I'll already be upset. Okay? Because I don't fucking like the guy. But Donald Trump needs to go. That's my take on it. You know? So, okay. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's where I'm at on this situation. I just feel as though Trump has embarrassed us and he could have been a leader in several different spots. And he has just chosen to consistently just play the blame game, say that nothing's ever his fault, just like act like a child, fuel like every single like conspiracy he could think of and just never, ever step up to the moment. Like Everything is someone else's fault always. And I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done with the guy. So
1: I think that's logical. I think you I think you're I think most Americans would agree with you. Uh, I, I, the conspiracies, right? He he tweets just in factual data all the time. It's just completely uh, untrue. There's nothing true about it, right? Like, and he has conspiracies. There's just no proof. He has no evidence to these conspiracies. And yes. I think the majority of Americans agree with you. I, I, I think he, he already lost the popular vote, right? And I don't want to hold that against him. We do have an electoral college for a reason, whatever. That's another conversation. But I do understand that, like, yes, you know, just because California likes Hillary Clinton doesn't mean that she should win the election. But for Trump to lose the popular vote by three, 3 million, or whatever million it was, yeah, yeah. it was preposterous. And, and to know that like, the, the consequences of really young voters not voting, right? People not voting. That was, that was a big part of it.
0: That is so, a stupidly huge part of it. And it's honestly one of those huge things that part of it. me more than anything.
1: And really, I think you touched on it, right? Like you said, like, you don't like Joe Biden, but hey, a, a vote, if you're not going to vote, then you're 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 basically saying that you're complacent with anything that happens going forward and if that if that happens to be Donald Trump that's a bad thing right i guess you know devil's advocate here i, I don't necessarily agree with this opinion but you know the other side of the coin is like let's say joe biden does win Joe Biden is not the progressive candidate that I would support. Right, I, I'm an Andrew Yang guy, personally. I love yeah. the idea of a UBI. I love the idea of like uh, Thorium as a nuclear substitute for, for, for nuclear power. I think, I think that's a step in the right direction. I think he would be a candidate that we really embrace. I, I don't think we're ready to vote for him, but I think it's that's a, that's a great platform. And yeah. I think like Bernie Sanders, too. I, I, as a libertarian, I would support... I would support some sort of universal care as one of the few basic functions of the government because what we have now is just not working, right? It just doesn't work. So, like I said, no. Joe Biden is sort of the antithesis of that. He, he's the opposite of that. He, he said he doesn't support uh, a universal, you know, income. He doesn't support um, healthcare, universal care. He doesn't support. Uh, there's just so there's so many progressive ideas. He just does not support. He's essentially an establishment. He's the establishment, right? That's really what he is. And so I think like, is it, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but is it so bad to have four more years of Trump to wreck everything? He's wreck, already wrecking shit, but to wreck the world and then have a better candidate come out of it. Cause if we get Biden as a candidate now, He's, he's the incumbent. He's probably going to win again. And he's, you know, and he's, he's 80. What is he, 76? Well, I just don't no. know Want the country in the hands of a 76-year-old pervert. Like You see the way he sniffs people? I just, do we want that? Is that what we want? Is it better to just wait four more years until a better candidate comes along and just deal with the, the sore on our butt cheek now? I don't
0: well, know, I th- you know. I think, well, here's what I would say. I think on one hand – Biden has come out and basically told a lot of people that he probably wouldn't even run for re-election. So whoever he picks as his VP, which he plans on making that decision in the next week or two, uh, that person would probably just become president in his like, third year of office. I, it almost sounds like he would step down, allow that person, who he already said would be a woman, to take his place and become the first female president, and she would run for reelection in 2024.
1: Isn't that pandering though? Isn't that pandering to win? Like, do you think the first woman president should be because they're the vice president of a 77 year old? No, I think it should be a person who wins on their own moral. I think, I hope the country recognizes that. Women are ready to lead. They're ready to be in office. I hope it's not a decision because the vice president chose you. The first black president, female too. Like they said, it's going to be a person of color, right? To me, that's just uh, pandering.
0: I don't know if it's going to be a person of color, but it's definitely going to be a woman. He
1: said it's going to be a woman, right? Kamala yes. Harris. There's a, there's a couple of people. Amy Klobuchar was one. I think she's out actually, but Elizabeth
0: Warren's people, Warren. Warren was. One,
1: it's to me that is that is such a gimmick and that is to me that's so pandering i'm not a woman i can't speak for women across the country what i what i it feels like pandering to me like to be the first woman president because you're vice president it was you were the pres- you were the vice president of someone who beat donald Trump a historically unpopular president like you you on no way won on your merits you just kind of inherited it just sounds so pandering and, and, and immoral. You know, I would I would vote for someone like uh, like Tulsi Gabbard. I'm a Tulsi Gabbard fan. You know, yeah. Uh, as a, a vice president, then becomes president. What is that? I don't know what that is. That's just that 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 screams perversion to me, and I just I'm not comfortable with that. And so that's that's one of the gripes I have with Joe Biden is if you're going to pick someone as vice president, pick someone who's qualified. Don't just pick a woman. That's just not how the process works. So you shouldn't just pick someone because they're a woman like, a you know, silly but dude.
0: thankfully at the same, you know, to also play a little like just a little like back and forth here. There's also to be said, there's plenty of women who are qualified. So it's not I mean, so uh, I while heard. it so while it is pandering, let's let's not like men's words here, it definitely is definitely as pandering. It is also the fact of the matter that, like, you know, there have been plenty of women over the years who were always qualified, but always got overlooked because they were women. So now women who are qualified are being chosen because they're women. And yes, it's pandering, but it's also about time. And with that being said, even furthermore, if Biden did step down in his third year and allow whoever, whomever he picked to take his place and then run in 2024, that woman would then have the potential to then run. And then be elected, and then she would also be the first elected woman president on her own, leading the ticket anyway.
1: That sort of sounds like, uh, like what's her face, Kylie Jenner being the first female billionaire, right? The youngest billionaire. Uh, well, a head start. But... Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, don't no, no, you know. Uh, it was the young, the, the youngest billionaire, right? It was, oh, there was the something that, Kylie, right? Yeah. She had, she had, she made like a hundred a billion dollars off of her makeup line and all that stuff, right? And it, it where did she start though? It, it wasn't like. Kim, Car- she was a Kardashian. She was, she was in in that that scene. It wasn't like she just like, all right, I'm gonna be a self made billionaire. And that that was the title they gave her, self made. It sounds so perverted to call her a self made billionaire. In the same sense that it's like, all right, well, if, even if even if a woman that was vice president when Joe Biden steps down wins the election, like it's you were chosen as a vice president against Trump, who was just a garbage. Candidate in general, you kind of you you won that battle. That was a low hanging fruit. And then I don't know who who they run against, but it just seems it just seems so. Maybe, maybe that's what politics is. Maybe that's what I'm missing here. That's maybe that's the whole theme of politics is this is the game of it. But it just seems like that is such a gerrymandered way to get into office as the first female president. Like I don't know, man. Maybe I mean, I'm not a woman. I don't want to speak for women everywhere, but it just it seems so. If that's the support you need to get to be the first female president, man, that is that is a on claim. But but I would I would I would also concede that you're right. Females have been I mean historically um, dis, disenfranchised from politics and just positions of leadership in general. And I and I wouldn't be against it. I'm not going to say that I would be against it. I just Joe Biden just really gets on my nerves, and I just, it, this this is another reason why it brings it out. I don't know what to do. Vote gold, guys. Vote Joe Jorgensen, the first actual female president. That's that's my candidate of choice.
0: You know, people really talk about voting for third parties like it's a waste of a vote. I I, I disagree with that. I, I think it's very situational. and I'm sure that a lot of people... I think a lot of people think about these things from their own lenses. And what I mean by that is, like, if you live in the state of, like, Indiana or Florida or Texas or Pennsylvania... You know, Arizona, I, I'm naming right now swing states. And so for people who live in swing states, your vote actually is more powerful than my vote will ever be. Unfortunately, that's just that's just the fact of the matter. Um, like your state actually has a chance of going red or blue. So every vote does matter in those states. But let's be nice.
1: Let's be nice. Yeah.
0: And in all red states and all blue states that's not really the reality for us. You know, like our state Montana's going to go red. Like that is the that's the end of it. I know that right now. I don't need to wait until November 3rd to see the results. I know that right now. And I also know that California is going blue. I know that right now. I don't need to see yep. the election results, yep. okay? So, with that being okay. said, one of the unknown things that I feel like most people don't actually know is that the third parties, if they are able to amass five percent of the national vote they then are qualified to get federal funding to be in better positions for future elections now to date no third party has ever gotten five percent of the vote libertarians have come close a few times but they've never gotten the five percent mark wasn't there ross perot uh he ran as an independent
1: didn't he get like a lot of the vote though didn't he get more than five percent
0: he did but he ran as an independent
1: Oh, this is a third, this third part. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Excuse me. Sorry.
0: Right. Continue. <laughs> so the third parties, you know, typically the ones that we know of in America that have gotten the most notoriety, the Green Party and the Libertarians. I feel like the country as a whole would be better off if we had more political parties. But unfortunately, we're never going to get there if we're always told that we have to vote Republican or we have to vote Democrat. There are plenty of people who live in all blue or all red states who could throw some votes at these third parties and help them get to that five percent threshold. So that we can have a better situation moving forward. That's my take on it.
1: I think it's that's a very uh, logical take on it. I think I think most people would agree that. Everyone you everyone you talk to is always like, oh, I'm an independent, right? Everyone says that. They, and they go to the booth and they vote Democrat or Republican, right? That's kind of how it works. Everyone claims to be uh, independent until the time to vote, right? But uh, you know, the best ex- the best um, argument I can make is like if you had a choice between – let's say Joe Jorgensen. We'll use her as an example. She's a libertarian candidate currently. If you had to vote between Joe Jorgensen and Donald Trump – I think the, even the the most progressive Democrat would vote for Joe Jorgensen. Like it's not a question about it, right? And so, it, you know, it, 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 it proves that the candidate on itself is it, it's, there's some laurel there. There's some there's some meat there, right? Because you would vote if it was anyone but Trump, right? You would vote for that, George. And I think even like if it was just Joe, if it was just Joe Biden versus uh, Joe Jorgensen, I think you still see a large. Pro- part of the vote go to George Orson but I think that because there's three parties and we know of the two that you know one and two percent three percent whatever it is falls to the to the gold right and I think like that if, if there was a better argument if there was the best argument that's the argument like you would vote for them if your candidate wasn't there you would you would definitely would and so that tells you that candidates is worth voting for so don't 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 buy into the you know your vote is a wasted vote because it's not a wasted vote. You're free to vote. It's a free country. It's a it's a that's the greatness of this country. It's a, it's a bad thing sometimes because people don't wear masks, but it's a great thing. You know, so exercise that freedom, and eventually your voice can be heard. If you don't want your voice heard, vote for the candidate you're told to vote for. If you want your voice heard, vote for the person you want to vote for based on their their merit, right? Like that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. So, Lloyd. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Before we get out of here, I want to just open up the floor to you a little bit. Uh, When do you think that you want to start your podcast so that we can, because I think we're going to want to have you come back on here so you can promote, tell us what your name is going to be, where to find you, so on and so forth, but... Just for future reference, do you think you have an idea of when you'd want to start your podcast? Sometime in the next month or sooner, later. What do you think? Yeah, it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be quick, guys. Uh, it's gonna be probably real soon. Um, if you're listening to this and you are a a believer in what you know what he's preaching, come on over, man. Like you can be a voice. I want to hear your voice um, soon, real soon, less than a month, likely. Once all my equipment gets in and my little studio gets set up, it's pretty much halfway there now join join the ship i promise you i I will try my best to be a regular guest here if possible this is this is you know his discretion obviously but um if you if you're hearing this and you you are a fan of his podcast come on over maybe maybe the audiences don't uh you know are parallel but hey uh I think you're going to find something you like here. And worst case scenario, you can have your voice heard as long as you're not uh, a complete brainwashed person. <laughs> we'll, we'll, find, we'll find time for you, I promise. Any viewer, any listener, anywhere, I promise you, I want to hear what you got to say. We can get this country fixed, I promise.
0: All right. Well, Lloyd, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Lloyd will be back on in the future once you know, like, we have some more information about his podcast and where you will be able to find it. Uh, thanks as always for tuning in today and I'll see you guys next time alright everyone that is our show for today I want to thank you all for checking out Indie Thought. Independent Thought is brought to you by your host Desmond Price. You can follow us on Twitter at Independent Thought or at Indie, I-N-D-E, Thought. So again, thank you all for coming and hanging out with me. For those of you who found me, on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you all next time.